We live in a universe that is glorious and awe-inspiring from the cosmic dance of galaxies and stars to the peculiar behavior of subatomic particles. Our world is awash with beauty and glory. And to open ourselves up to the world around us is to behold the bewildering wonder of creation. And yet, and yet all the while, we live in a world that is awash with suffering, with pain, with cruelty. We live in a nation where, where people are shot in lines at grocery stores as they wait for a vaccine to protect them from a deadly virus. We live in an economic order where we actually need to debate whether the, the same life-saving vaccine should be considered intellectual property at the expense of thousands upon thousands of lives. The same economic order where homelessness is criminalized and the unhoused are shuffled around until they become unseen. Ours is a country where in Georgia, it is now illegal to give people waiting in line to vote a bottle of water or a bit of food. We live in a society of racialized violence, of police brutality and unjust wars. We live in a world of countless, countless crucifixions. For all of the beauty and wonder of creation, there is also undeniably a brutality and, and callous indifference of our world. It is this reality of our cruelty to one another that sits at the center of the passion reading, which we have just heard. Here is the central mystery of our faith, the event Jesus's ministry builds towards. The Gospel of Mark tells us that, that Jesus is fully aware of what awaits him as he enters Jerusalem. Even before he climbs on the back of that colt, Jesus knows that suffering, rejection, and death await him. He knows he will be condemned by the religious authorities and murdered by the Romans. Jesus knows his friends and disciples will abandon and deny him. For Jesus does not harbor illusions about our world. He is aware of the viciousness that dwells in human hearts. He knew, he, he knows what we are capable of. He knows what we too often do. The cruelty dwells in the hearts of human beings should not be a surprise to us. But what is a mystery is that the Messiah of God would wade into the, the center of that murderousness and, and become the object of that hatred. The mystery is that in some inexplicable way, Jesus is obediently following the divine will as he moves through his passion and succumbs to his death. In the events we commemorate this day, Jesus is not merely a victim, though he is most certainly that, but Jesus is also living into his vocation as the anointed one of God. Throughout his life, Jesus revealed and enacted the kingdom of God. Jesus laid bare God's kingdom as he preached and as he taught, as he healed and exercised demons, 
as he forgave sins and ate meals with outcasts and sinners. But so too does Jesus reveal and enact God's kingdom as he is condemned and abandoned, as he is beaten and mocked, as he is crucified, as he dies. One way of thinking of the kingdom of God is to see it as God's presence with us in order to make us whole. In Jesus, God's word becomes flesh and dwells among us for us and for our salvation. And if we are to think of the kingdom of God as God's presence with us, then this presence has to be complete. If we understand God's kingdom as solidarity with us, then this solidarity must be so total as to assume human suffering and mortality. God's solidarity must be so complete that in Jesus, God comes to be with those who suffer, even and including those who suffer from injustice and depression. In Jesus, God stands with the victims and the downtrodden. God does this not only for the oppressed, but for the oppressor as well, in order to break the chains that bind us all. This is how far God will go. This is how much God loves us. This is the extent of God's compassion for us, of God's suffering with and for us. In one sense, Jesus walks into his passion heading towards death. But in a more real sense, in a, in a more divine sense, Jesus is actually walking the path of life this is what it means for Jesus to live, for God to live. This is what Jesus' love looks like, what God's love looks like. This self-giving love is the path of life, even in the midst of death. For indeed, as we will proclaim next Sunday, death cannot hold this life and cannot destroy this love. For life and love are and will ever be triumphant. And just as this path of solidarity is the path of life for Jesus, so too it is the path of life for us as well. We must confront the cruelty that dwells in our hearts and in our world. As Jesus comes to stand in solidarity with all those who suffer, particularly those who suffer from injustice and oppression, so too we must stand in solidarity with them as well. This is our path of life. This is the way that we will be made whole and do our part to make the world whole as well. So let us pray. Almighty God, whose dear son went not up to joy, but first he suffered pain and entered not into glory before he was crucified. Mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.